Hey folks, so Mr. Beast does this video about two people staying in a room for 100 days and at the end of the 100 days they get 500 grand, but throughout, whatever. So at the end of the experiment, they both reach 100 days, he puts them side by side and they can't see each other and they each have a button and one's green, one's red. So they each have a green and a red button. If they both hit the green button, they keep they do, they, they do what they thought they were going to do, which is split the 500 grand and go home. If one of them hits the green button and is nice, and then the other one hits the red, the one who hits the red gets all the money. If they both hit the red, then I think they get no money or not a lot of money or something. So they drum it up like there's actually a chance they're going to screw each other over. I watched a reaction video of one of the of the girl in the video, and she's like, there was no chance. We didn't even think for a second that the other one would do it. You know, they just had to edit it that way. So whatever. So what this is, what they did to these people is the prisoner's dilemma. And it's like a thought experiment um, that, you know, has been around for forever, uh, for all of, of history. Um, I'm just joking. But yeah, the prisoner's dilemma. So it's a, it's a fun one. And it, it is that setup. It's two people have two buttons. And if they're nice to each other, they win. But if one person's mean and the other's nice, that person wins big. And then if they're both mean, they kind of lose uh, collectively. And so, yeah, that's The Prisoner's Dilemma. There's a Veritasium video on The Prisoner's Dilemma that I love. And so I thought about this yesterday when I was um, talking to you guys about like competition and such and just the, the way of being in open source and in business and whatever. And I think this Veritasium video is incredibly illuminating and valuable for these conversations about, and as a reminder, and in case you didn't watch the last video because it's too long or you don't want to watch it, by watch it, I mean listen to the last episode on this podcast. The setup is like, in business and open source, there is competition, unfortunately, but it is a reality. If you create something, if you if you come up with a good idea and publish it, there's a good chance that somebody is going to take that idea. And in some sense, there's like a, you know, um, like that kind of thing raises all boats. Like, you know, you have some novel technique and you put it out there and teach people and everybody becomes better. And that's the good version. You know, your hot tip tweets, your, your blog posts, your, your findings, and then your education and your screencasts and you're teaching people how to be better. But then there's times where maybe you have, um, a package that you have an idea you want to put in a package you want to make even a framework like LiveWire, you and you put it out there. So let's say I put out LiveWire and somebody creates SnoopsWire and they wrap up LiveWire and they take all of my work and they build on top of it in and change it in some ways. And now, you know, I'm my the reward for a lot of hard work on something is potentially money. It's uh, like notoriety. It's validation. It's it's rapport. It's, it's, you know, when a lot of people use your thing, it, it gives you cachet in life, in the community and business and whatever. So obviously there's, there's obvious direct reward from putting a lot of hard work into something and putting it out there so that people use it. And yeah, but if somebody just wraps that thing up, then you lose that value. And now, you know, you're just contributing to somebody else reaping those rewards. Um, so we've talked about that ad nauseum on here, but that's not what necessarily what I'm talking about directly. What I'm talking about is the prisoner's dilemma. So Veritasium does this video about the prisoner's dilemma and how it really is at play in all of life a lot. Like the Cold War is the example they use where you have Russia and the U.S. and, 
and the U.S. has nuclear weapons. Now Russia's, you know, making their own nuclear weapons and uh, nuclear weapons. And so they're each making nuclear weapons. And, and it's this sort of prisoner's dilemma where like they had like recordings of somebody in the U S or whatever, maybe transcripts of like one of the generals, something is like, uh, hitting the red button tomorrow. They don't say red button, but what they mean is nuking Russia hitting it tomorrow is, uh, it, we should hit it tomorrow. Like we shouldn't just wait around and see if they'll hit it. We should do it tomorrow. And if tomorrow is too late, we should do it today. And if today we should do it in the next hour. Like, so there were people really pushing to just be like, okay, nukes are spreading in the world. Crush people who have nukes before they crush you. You know, fortunately we didn't do that. And, <clears throat> but we engaged in this cold war for many, many years. And it it's, it was a prisoner's dilemma situation where every year Russia and the U S built their nukes up bigger and bigger because they weren't sure if the other person's going to hit that red button. And then at some point they it kind of started to reverse where, where the U S or Russia, they would notice that the other destroyed some of their nuclear weapons and or disarm them or disable them or whatever. And then they would do the same. And then we did that back and forth and you can just see this big curb of, curve of nuclear weapons for the u.s and russia and it goes like way up and then it goes way down um so that that was a success so anyway so the so veritasium does this deep dive and and there's a professor who a while ago did a did a, a software experiment and he said he's like okay we're gonna this is the prisoner's dilemma game you have uh you create a bot for the prisoner's dilemma and i forget yeah you create a block you create a bot to see if you can win. And so they do like, like 200 of these prisoners dilemma situations, 200 opportunities for a bot to hit green or red against another bot. And just to see like what strategy wins out. So every, so like this, whatever these contestants, these software developer contestants, they each write a bot and then they, and then this guy pits the bots against each other and sees which bot strategy wins over many iterations of the prisoner's dilemma and the finding was really interesting it was that all the like the top 15 strategies were all nice strategies they were strategies that were that leaned towards hitting that green button some of them were hit the green button all the time um some of them were hit it every other time some of them were reactionary hit it when hit green but then if the other person hits red hit red but then go back to green and so, and then all the poorest performing ones were the mean ones. So like a nice strategy won out, which was like really interesting. So then they up the experiment and they do like, like, okay, it's, uh, like now you have all the findings from the last one. See if you can beat this, see if you can come up with a bot that does better, uh, you know, than what we already have. And so the winning one at this point is called tit for tat. And what it is, is it, it, it defaults to green unless its opponent does a red. If the opponent does a red, it does a red. So it's tit for tat. It's like, I'm going to be nice until you're bad, until you're mean. If you're mean, I'm going to be mean back to you. But then I'm going to be nice again as soon as you are nice again. And so this it was the most successful bot, which is interesting. And then they like, okay, can we beat it? So they do another round with more developers and more interesting scenarios. And they find that again, uh, it's pretty much the same that the nice ones win out, 
But tit for tat had one problem where if tit for tat was going up against a really mean person, it would always it would it would basically go in this endless cycle of red where like, you know, the if it was like tit for tat versus tit for tat almost and it's like you were mean. Okay, now I'm mean. And then like, wait, you were mean, so I'm going to be mean. And then we're just going to be mean back and forth forever. So what won out over all of these is generous tit for tat. Tit for tat, but occasionally just do green for the hell of it. Just throw somebody a green. And that strategy beat all these other really interesting and complicated algorithms, which I thought was so interesting. And so he draws parallels to life. And, you know, it's this whole like beautiful, awesome 20 minute video that the conclusion is essentially the best strategy in life for situations like this is generous tit for tat. And it really stuck with me because I think it's part, it's somewhat my mode of my default mode of being and even brings up religion in it at one point. And this is something that, you know, Jesus says, uh, like no longer an eye for an eye, but lay down your, but like turn the other cheek, you know? Yeah. He, Jesus has turned the other cheek before Jesus is, it was, it was an eye for an eye. And I actually remember reading or hearing something about an eye for, yeah, I read it in a, a book at one point that was like, when you're reading the Bible or like, you're just brought up in Christianity, you're just taught, turn the other cheek. If somebody wrongs you, you turn the other cheek and go wrong me again. You know, you just lay down your life. And that's the Jesus way, which I am generally a fan of G- of Jesus style morality. Um, but he, so this, this author goes back to like, when you, from that perspective, from your current modern perspective, you go, oh, an eye for an eye was so brutal. Like the law of the land for Jesus, like Jewish law was like an eye for an eye, you know, every man for themselves hurt each other. And Jesus is like, well, let's actually just be really nice to each other. You know, that's kind of how it reads. But I remember this author saying like, what you need to realize is back in the day, like 5,000 years ago or whatever, when, when those, when those scripts were written, uh, when that, like that eye for an eye was actually like a pretty bold move morally for humanity was like, actually, we're going to limit retribution at an eye for an eye instead of an eye for murder. You know, it's like it was it was putting a cap on how bad you should be. You know, it was improving the, the general morality. And then Jesus took it a big step further. But he does so in the Veritasium video, this researcher brings up Christianity. And so I thought it was relevant because I actually consider this part of my journey through Christianity and life in that when I was like peak Christian, I was, you know, very much uh, turn the other cheek. Like if you're friends with somebody, the example that I always think of is like, I guess some difference between Caleb the Christian now and Caleb the post-evangelical now, it's, it's like Caleb the Christian, sorry, Caleb the Christian back then was like, if I had a friend who was kind of a leech or a friend who was, you know, you just have friends who kind of like suck things out of you. Like maybe they are needy. Maybe they are gossipy. They, maybe they, you know, they hold things against you. They're just people who kind of bring you down. And old Caleb would have like turned the other cheek style, been like, no, everybody is worth, you know, forgiving and investing in and keep trying. And you're always trying to redeem people, you know, and see the best in them. And those are generally good things. I'm not, whatever. 
But something did change along the journey for me where I went, you know what? Because I've let go of some of these things in in my life, um, I can let go of that. And I actually think it's a better way. Like something changed to me where I was like, you know what? I'm actually, it is now in my operating system to distance myself from a toxic person and just not be guilty about it. Like you're a toxic person, go be toxic to other people. I don't need you in my life. And that's, that's the kind of goes in the opposite direction of the Jesus turn the other cheek. It's kind of more tit for tat. And so, and I'm okay with that. Um, and it was kind of cool to see this validated, like scientifically that tit for tat is a pretty good way to be when you're dealing with other people in competition in these scenarios. If you are like absurdly, like if you are tend like more towards retribution, you will lose in the wrong, in the long run. And they're careful to say that this is applies to zero sum games. It doesn't apply to single tit for tat instances. If you get one shot, I don't know if you should hit red or green, but if you hit red, there's a big payout. If it's playing this game over and over this prisoner's dilemma over and over and over the tit for tat generous is going to win out on a long timeline, but it doesn't apply to zero sum games. If you're playing, you know, checkers, like this might not be the strategy because you want to beat the other person. You don't want to both win. You can't both win. But in life and in business, there's a lot of not zero sum games where in, you know, it's like if I, there are win-win scenarios, basically in checkers, there's not a win-win scenario. One win, one lose in life. There's win-win scenarios. And I think like an example of that is, is like, what I was griping to you about, about my interaction with that guy on Twitter who was kind of shitting on Alpine. And it's like, I I kind of found like a win-win scenario where it's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, There are win-win scenarios. And so I think that this is an important way to be is if somebody wrongs you, you should not be a pushover. If somebody, you know, like strikes you, like in business or work with something that you're doing, if they harm you in some way, you know, which we've talked about all those ways, if they do one of those things, if you write them off forever and you create an enemy and now you're in competition with them in a harmful way forever, you're, it's a net lose for everybody. If, and if you're pure good, you're a pushover and you're going to end up just getting defeated and letting people take advantage of you. The ultimate way to be is generous tit for tat. And I think that's another thing to remind myself of is like, you're not looking to be friends with everybody and be nice to people who are mean to you and just roll over, but you're also not looking to be a fierce competitor who, you know, writes people off as like, you're dead to me or whatever. It's like, or, or I'm putting you on my shit list because you did this thing to me. It's like the, the way to be is generous tit for tat. Sometimes roll over. Sometimes just straight up roll over. Just be, let somebody take advantage of you. Turn the other cheek. But for the most part, most often, if somebody wrongs you, you know, I'm not saying you go and wrong them, but yeah, you you introduce some consequence for that wrongdoing. And then you start fresh right after that. And then it's like, there's always opportunities for people to redeem them. Another like some quote I heard at one point was like, no one 
no relationship is below redemption or something. I don't know. That always stuck with me. And I always try to think about that. It's like every bad relationship has an op- a potential to be redeemed. And it's something that I've just found extremely valuable in my life is redeeming sour relationships. Um, because most often in those really difficult scenarios, if you lay down your defensiveness, um, you, you just both benefit so much more from redeeming a sour relationship. Because if you have beef with somebody, they have beef with you, you just hurt each other, you know, perpetually. So in a perfect world, this, this generous tit for tat is an escape hatch out of an endless cycle of beef, you know, to get to a point of non-beef where you can help the other person and be friendly to them and they can help you. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about generous tit for tat because I think it's relevant. See ya.